0: This episode is brought to you by the thought of What If Toy Story, but also extreme violence. Welcome to Screen Test. I am Chaz. And with me, as always, is my co-host, the man whose wife caught him playing with action figures just two days ago, Aaron Milton. They're not action figures, they
1: are collectibles. Chaz. Okay. Uh, they're out of the they're out of the box, though. That's well, you can still kind of play with them a little bit and then put them back in. The, I've got a whole system. I've got a system. I don't even know what I would collect at this
0: point. Funko Pops. We, <laughs> oh, yeah. You can just go into any um junkyard or like dump in America and find a bunch of Funko Pops. Is... Don't look it up. That's right. Did you see that? Did did you see how many they just had to like
1: get rid of? Like that's got to be a bad sign for Funko Pops, right?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, Funko Pop is this interesting company that's been going out of business for like the last 7 years, but they're still manufacturing enough stuff to have to throw away. Tens of thousands of
1: them. <laughs> I don't understand. I think what gets me about Funko Pops is, I I swear they've made a Funko Pop of every pop culture item in the last five decades. Yeah, and I don't know why. Yes. Yeah, I and don't. Every version of that. I do not know why or how. Because they they they, you could see where that would be an interesting collectible, but there's just so many, and they don't mm-hmm. they don't look great. They look mediocre Yeah, that I, I feel it's going the way of the beanie baby. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's, that's very true. That's, that's a good statement. Uh, you have a little mascot for your company yes. behind you. There's probably a 75% chance that there's a fun pop of that somewhere out there right now. Probably, <laughs>
1: probably. Yes.
0: Around. Um, but you bring, you bring up beanie babies, which is beautiful, Aaron, uh, because that's a great transition to just get our minds in the time of where we're headed. Right. Um, the original plan, I think I mentioned it on a couple episodes back, so I'll just throw it out there again. The original plan was to go on Peacock and watch Mystery Men. Yeah. A phenomenal movie, maybe. I've seen it one time, and it was a long time ago, so maybe it's not a phenomenal movie. Phenomenal cast. Uh, it was That was our plan so much in that a couple, maybe three weeks ago, I watched the yeah. first bit of that movie and had started taking notes on it, um, and then was going to circle back and finish, and you let me know that, hey, it's its no it's longer not gone. Yet. It's pretty much as good as God, though, because it's literally stars is the (laughs) stars.
1: Nobody has stars.
0: It was it's as easy to watch right now as Warriors of Virtue. So (laughs) with that, I thought, you know, we can't watch Mystery Men, which is it's it's fine. It it seems like a really fun movie to watch and to do one of these episodes with. But we've watched uh, Warriors of Virtue, which absolutely should have been called Kung Fu Kangaroo. Um, We've watched... Surf ninjas. Those are two staples of your childhood. We've watched one staple of my childhood, which was Little Giants. Why is is the word little and small in all of my childhood? I don't know. But I was originally mad at Peacock that we couldn't do Mystery Men. But then I stumbled upon the fact that Amazon Prime does have a little movie called Small Soldiers. And Peacock may have just given us a gift of being able to watch and discuss the movie 1998's Small Soldiers. You had seen this previously? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, I uh, I have very distinct memories going. My mom, bless her soul, brought me and my brother to go see this movie in theaters. Um, I was kind of shocked to see this came out in 1998. I In my brain, this came out about four years earlier than that. But um, like, I, I thought for sure this came out before Toy Story. But no, this came out years after Toy Story. It was probably greenlit because of Toy Story, I would guess. That's speculation. Um, uh, but yeah, I do have, I do have memories of this movie.
0: Uh, yes, I, it, the timeline adds up for me. Cause I would have, if you would have asked me, I would have said, man, maybe seven or eight. I was six or seven when this came out, uh, depending on the day. So it's, it's right there in just the prime of my childhood of probably maybe this is something that of course your parents are like, yeah, it's a movie about toys. We just, we've seen toy story. Let's go watch this. And, uh, Maybe too young to watch this movie. We'll get into it. It gets dark. It it has its moments. It has its (laughs) moments. But
1: also, you got to consider the times, too, right? You do. When you consider late 90s, for that generation, what was dark with toys was child's play. So, in comparison, this isn't too bad.
0: This isn't too bad in comparison you got Child's Play on one end. You've got Toy Story. This falls perfectly in the middle. In the middle. Child's exactly. Toy Story. It is the exact middle. Uh, but for those of you who don't know what Small Soldiers is, let me give you a little breakdown. From the studio that brought you How to Train Your Dragon, Shrek, and the B-movie, and the studio that brought you Cocaine Bear, Fate of the Furious, and Fifty Shades of Grey, comes Small Soldiers, directed... From uh, Directed by the director of The Gremlins and written by two writers of Shrek and the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. So, this has a lot of stuff going on for it just right out of the gate. Um, the actual description on IMDb is when missile technology, very vague on that missile technology. <laughs> yes, it by is. The way. <laughs> when missile technology is used to enhance toy action figures, the toys soon begin to take their battle programming too seriously i would say the word to the two words too seriously there are undersell yes yeah. <laughs> extreme they, they murder they, mur- they try to murder little maniac <laughs> yes uh, but like always i've gone through here i've done just where we are through the movies my thoughts on those so if you'd like i'll just start walking us through and you just pepper in that and surprise you got it before we get there though uh do you have anything that you think like something from your past and not dealing with movies or anything, but something that has happened to you or something that has been said to you that every now and then just creeps back into the back of your mind that you just have to think about for a bit.
1: Man, that is a very vague question, Chaz. So, uh, yeah, I guess so.
0: I once just this morning, I was thinking about it and I think about it probably once every two to three months, but I once had a realtor in West Virginia tell me we have to tell you if the previous owner thought there was a ghost in the house but we don't have to tell you if they cooked meth in this house so that's where that's the state of being i'm in today just thinking about is what that a real told. we have to tell you <laughs> if, if somebody just i don't know so I don't hold like on it. if somebody just thinks there's a ghost you have to disclose the ghosts you don't the the, pot, the potential of ghosts you don't have to disclose the actual physical evidence of the fact that this that's was a meth thing. house west virginia well
1: because they couldn't do that in west virginia because it'd be every house they would have to constantly just like, it is assumed the house you are moving into at one point was yeah. cooking meth. That is just what
0: happened. Yeah. Me. You got an 80% chance of meth, but you only have about a 60% yeah. chance of ghosts. So we need to let you know. We open with a commercial for Globotech, who hopefully as a company also has a gym oh, ran by the name White good Goodman. Yeah. I can't see Globo and not think Globo Gym. <laughs> Immediately, the connection I made. Anyways, it's a weapons manufacturer yeah. who's like, "Hey, toys." For some reason, <laughs> just do toys. Which brings in well, a why? very
1: early image in this movie that I just love. I love because it's so it's so it's cliche, but it makes no sense. And that is, you pan in on a a toy manufacturing company that still has its sign up as they're lowering a Globotech sign on top mm-hmm. of it. And you're like, <laughs> wouldn't you remove <laughs> that sign first before yeah. inserting another sign? But just to visually show you <laughs> that like Globo Tech Industries is taking yes. over this toy company, they have to like place a massive sign over another massive sign. It's it, It's great.
0: If you think about like the logic of this, so spoiler alert, Dennis Leary is in this, great cast. I'm just gonna get in front of, oh, fantastic cast. Shockingly good cast. <laughs>
1: shockingly like just one hit, yes. where you're just like, oh, you're in this? Oh, you're in this? Yeah, it's
0: great. So uh, if you think about what you just said in the logic of the movie, Dennis Leary and his company had to go out of their way to design a sign that has a slot in the bottom of it that was just the right size yeah. for the old sign. <laughs> it isn't, though. It doesn't match up. The
1: Globotech sign is, is long, and the sign before it <laughs> is this big circle. And it's like this, this literally, it literally doesn't line up. But, but just because they had to, they had to do the cliche yep. of that. The, there's just these guys. And I just love the idea that they filmed this scene. They're like, all you got to do is kind of <laughs> lower that sign. And yeah, that's we'll it. Away. We'll call it. Yeah, we'll get
0: away. That's exactly what they did. It's like seeing, like a Med Express sign just pasted on front of a Blockbuster yeah. sign. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's exactly what it was going to look like, uh, and and that's why it just immediately started cracking me up. Now, in fairness, this movie doesn't do a lot of those moments yeah. where there's not a lot of like head scratching. Man, that makes no logical sense. That's just cliche. Yeah. There, there, there's plenty. There is some yeah. of it. But I would say in, in a lot of the movies that we've already watched at this oh, point, fair. there's way more of yeah. it than what you see
0: that's in this true. movie. It's uh, true. We do not get the best acting from David Cross. And we just the very presence of – what's his name? Um, Jay Moore. Jay Moore. You're in the 90s, baby. You're taken right there.
1: That, that was – those are the first two humans you're introduced to in this movie is David Cross, which David Cross does not age. No, He looks exactly <laughs> the same <laughs> as he did Night to the Day. beard's he just does shorter. Today. Yeah, just, just a different beard. Um, but he talks – Axe looks exactly the same jay moore who i totally forgot existed (laughs) but used to love jay moore yeah so as soon as i saw him um what who do you think of when you see jay moore and i'm sure this is probably not new information
0: who do i think of yeah i have no clue jay
1: moore to to me he looks like a discount version of another famous actor oh to me he's he's a discount matthew mcconaughey okay i can see that like uh Like, if you... A California
0: McConaughey. Yeah, if you
1: were to tell me those two guys were related, I would 100% believe you. Every time I see Jay Moore, I always think, discount McConaughey.
0: Okay. Um, This is the person that I would think of. (laughs) This is way out of left field, but I think he looks like a poor man's version of the old Flash. who I can't remember his name. I'll have to look it up. Um, I think he plays the Flash's dad in the TV show. No. But... He, I think he looks spot on for him, but I can't even remember that guy's yeah. name. So nice try. Cool nice cool, try. Right? Um, I'll look at that later. <laughs> it's <not> that important. <laughs> I feel like, especially early on in this, David Cross is doing his best impression of a Patton Oswalt character. Yeah, and I feel like that's who should have been in this role, but he wasn't around as high of a level yeah. at the time.
1: Yeah. no, they paid for a I cast know. here, so
0: yeah, they absolutely did. Um, and Dennis Le- Leary comes in, fires everybody except the two people who we will lovingly refer to as the nerds for nerd. now, because that's how they're referred to in the movie. Because '90s, if you're if you're into science, you're a nerd. And Leary will take it to the next level. And as David Cross is talking about the toys that he wants to make, um, he says that they will help children learn. And Leary said, "Did you say learn? Get <laughs> this crap out of here. No one wants to learn. You're Get sweaty, this nerd out me. of here. <laughs> I'm Dennis Leary." Um, Major Chip Hazard might be the best name ever for a toy soldier.
1: Yeah, it was when you're introduced to the first toy soldier, you get Ch- yes. Major Chip Hazard. Yes. Um, it's great that you say that, because that was immediately what popped into my brain, is that's an awesome name. <laughs> and uh, I don't think any of the other characters, uh, any of the other toys, yeah. have as cool of a name as Chip Hazard.
0: That's true. Uh, I don't even write most of their names down, but Chip Hazard's on my list a lot. One, because he's the leader, but two, because that's a sweet name. Yes. Um I like to joke that Avatar ripped off, just straight up ripped off Pocahontas, and I still hold true to that, but man, if I don't get some Small Soldiers vibes from Avatar now, that is...
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> yes. Dude, the main villain in Avatar yeah, is Chip Hazard. Chip
0: Hazard, right? <laughs>
1: same haircut, same way he talks. Like, I mean, and, and mind you, that character is... Like, a stereotypical soldier yeah. character. Yep. Which makes the Avatar thing, to me, even kind of more comical. That the villain was just, like, no purpose yeah. soldier man is mm-hmm. is the main villain. So, it is it. that's a very good point. Those are the exact same characters.
0: I would love to see an interview where Big Prestige himself, James Cameron, sits down. And he really goes through the making of Avatar. And in there, he's like, yeah, I really pulled inspiration from Small Soldiers.
1: Yeah, I would love it if, like... James Cameron's top ten films. He's got small soldiers in there. And just has nothing but high praise uh, for that movie.
0: Oh, so good. Um, this whole The whole plot of this movie could be avoided if Dennis Leary just understood the concept of a commercial. So the, yes. action, the action figures are doing something in a commercial and he says, they have to do that. So that that's what leads to the rest of the movie. If he was just... First off, why his military arms, war, race, whatever company bought a toy store and fired a toy company and fired everybody but two people beyond me but just the okay now make them burst out of the box and want to immediately have a bloodthirst um, yeah maybe not the guy you want in charge but hey who am i to say i'm no depressed firefighter dennis leary <laughs> um <laughs> what if who's gonna, gonna th- get
1: that show reference <laughs> who's going to get that Chaz? who is that for
0: today's the day of me not remembering stuff what was even the name of that show I, I kept I kept
1: wanting to say backdraft, but I don't think it's backdraft.
0: Backdraft wasn't that a movie? Uh, yes, backdraft was I mean, a movie, and I don't even think Dennis Leary was in it.
1: I don't think he was, but <laughs> I just kind of I, I could not tell you what the name of that show was.
0: Oh man, um, he, he
1: was a depressed fireman though. You were right.
0: He was also Gwen Stacy's dad. Maybe he's you he that his daughter his daughter's boyfriend snapped her neck because or no her daughter snapped her neck because his her boyfriend. I'm losing myself today. Uh, Rescue Me was the name of that show.
1: Rescue Me. Yeah, yeah. Good call. Not backdraft.
0: Uh, what if we made sentient, bloodthirsty toys? What could possibly go wrong? Well, what's going to go wrong is you're going to immediately be slapped with a PG-13 warning. Um, movies rated PG-13 for menacing action, violence, brief drug references, which is probably my favorite scene in this movie, and the inclusion of just Dennis Leary because he, he doesn't say sentences without curse words. I uh, didn't.
1: I didn't know this was PG-13. Didn't even yeah. look that up. I assumed PG, because why the heck would you make a kid's movie PG-13?
0: You can't make the whole last third of this movie PG.
1: Yeah, but but still. <laughs> I, I assumed this was like, you know, quote-unquote 90s and 80s PG. Where you that's could, fair. You yeah. could In get away with a lot more. We've talked about this before. You could get away with a whole lot more back then than you can today. So it's that's still kind of shocking to me.
0: That's true. Maybe I should have said this up top. Spoiler alert for Small Soldiers. As I said, it is on Amazon Prime. So if you don't want to know any more, if you don't even want to know that Phil Hartman is in this movie as token 90s dad number two, then go watch Small Soldiers and we'll be waiting for you when you get back. Um, But, okay, that's enough time. I'm going to go into it now. Uh, Jay Moore uses the most, he is the most 90s person, but also uses the most 90s internet search base to find the chips that will go into these soldiers. Uh, and I guess the Gorgonzolas or whatever they were called, Gorgonites. Gorgonites, um, come on, man. They were called Gorgonzolas once by the yes. aforementioned Phil Hartman. Who's also named Phil in this yeah. movie.
1: <laughs> um, they couldn't have bothered to give him a name.
0: No, and I really hope that family's last name is Hartman, and he's just playing a version Bye. of himself. That'd be awesome. <laughs> no, their name's like Frickin' or something like that, because everybody hates him. Anyways, um, and they just refer to him as his last name. Anyways, um, so he gets these munitions chips that are for missiles but also help toys learn personalities because that's something you would design in a chip for a missile. I don't know.
1: Yeah, the the logic <laughs> happening there this is kind of one of those those moments <laughs> where he gets surplus chips. Yes. They're military chips and just somehow work in toys. Mm-hmm. No real explanation because that's real that's how technology works. If yeah. you take a computer chip intended for something and just put it in any item, It'll work. it will become that yes. that version of it. Uh, you all, We also get a later version of that, too, where the Barbies yeah. also get this chip as well. Which
0: so. is a whole thing in and of itself, uh, but we'll, get there. We're we'll get there. We're introduced to our main man, Alan, uh, who works at his dad's toy shop. Right now, just in our introduction of Alan, seems like a great kid. Doesn't seem like someone who set their old school on fire and called in a bomb threat, but... <laughs> I, I've got questions about that.
1: So we're introduced to this kid, and then we find out very quickly that he got removed from another school because he's he's got this bad boy. Twice. He's been removed from two schools. Was was the intentions to actually make him a bad boy there, or were they planning on kind of explaining later on that, like, no, that was all just a lie? Mm Because it sounds like... Well, it kind of gets – it feels like what they're trying to imply very early on is there's rumors about this kid, Mm -hmm. and he goes along with it because it makes him sound cool, but it wasn't really true.
0: But he keeps talking about his past issues with his parents even when no other kids are around.
1: It's super strange (laughs) because when when that that kid with the motorcycle – Yeah. He's like, oh, you were the kid that did this, and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. And I was like, it kind of felt like, oh, you're just trying to like – make yourself sound tough yeah. or cool but you it really isn't true it felt like that's what they were trying to do and they never did it yeah because right that's not a good kid then this not is a, good a bad kid. kid this is a bad
0: kid I shouldn't be rooting for this kid the amount of times he tells everyone around him to shut up tells you he's a bad kid he probably yeah. called in that bomb threat
1: very strange yeah. very strange choice of, of character development yeah
0: And but very. but his like the actor's body, face and mannerisms doesn't match someone who would have said it yes. I don't know <laughs>
1: And then it also kind of messes with the characterization because, right, it, let's say he is a good kid. His dad is a jerk then.
0: Yeah. His, his dad's, dad's
1: just an absolute jerk and isn't a good guy. Yeah. But if that kid is that bad, the dad's probably very justified in not
0: being <laughs> happy with him.
1: Yeah. But, right, the whole idea is like, I'm just trying to help out, dad. I'm just trying to yeah, he do even what says, I can.
0: To- he even says, dad, I'm not the kid I used to be. I'm a new person now. I think yeah. I think he caught in that bomb threat, man. I mean, it's 98.
1: Something's not right time. here. The characterizations are kind of jacked up a little bit.
0: Yeah. Listen, if you're a kid listening to this, this is right at PG thirteen, this podcast, by the way. Um, parental warning, whatever. Don't call in a bomb threat. We're it's do not, not do that. It's not nineteen ninety-eight anymore. You're going to prison if you call yeah. in a bomb threat today. Yeah, it's no joke. You're going to
1: prison and also arson isn't cool. Oh, I forgot so, yeah.
0: <laughs> Arson is <laughs> acceptable on fire. either. Yeah. What's wrong with this kid?
1: And that that's why I'm thinking they meant to fix this because yeah. he said Yo, you're the kid that burned down the school. He's like, yeah, I just wanted to burn the whole thing to the ground. That's a psychopathic yeah. thing to just say if you're not characterizing it as, oh, it's a lie what people believe. Right. I'm very confused.
0: Yeah. He had a shrink that he had to go to. Yeah. It's crazy. It's just a whole thing that's just kind of like, oh, let's breeze past it. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with counseling at all. I think everyone in the world should go to counseling. 1998, if a kid has a shrink, there's a problem.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Kids don't just go to shrinks in nineteen ninety-eight. Um so Alan gets a delivery of Does he though? I yeah He doesn't. <laughs> or does the old dude just stop to talk to him? Because he has nothing for him. He talks him out no, of the soldiers. No, 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 no. When they get there, when he gets there, he's giving him oh, okay, toys. Okay. I'm
1: He that. sees he sees the cool soldier toys and he's gotcha. like, What are those? I must and have that's been typing. I must have been typing at yeah, that moment. So he is delivering. Yes, he is delivering toys to them, just not the cool ones. Uh,
0: The delivery man also somehow knows the exact future of Anheuser-Busch. As he says, large corporations are taking over everything. Pretty soon there's going to be no microbreweries left. Hello, 2023 calling. You were right. (laughs) Uh, I did not realize how big of a role in my young life Tommy Lee Jones played. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah. yeah. Also (laughs) perfectly cast as Chip Hazard. Yes. Perfectly voice cast. Perfect
0: voice Uh, small soldiers, Batman forever, men in black, three pillars of my childhood is old Tommy Lee Jones.
1: You know what I can't get out of my brain though is as of recently, I don't know where I heard this, but I I've heard, uh, working with Tommy Lee Jones is like a nightmare. Like he is a jerk. Like people do not like working with him because he is the gruff kind of standoffish jerk that, that he plays in movies. Mm -hmm. So
0: I mean, yeah, you, you're getting what's advertised. Do you remember the feud? We've talked about this, but it's been years. Uh, the feud that he had on set of Batman Forever with Jim Carrey and what he said to him in the restaurant. It's one of my favorite. What did he say to him in the time. restaurant? I can't recall. So Jim Carrey was on the Norm Macdonald show uh, and said that he Tommy Lee Jones absolutely hated Jim Carrey, would work with him on set, but didn't even want to look at him off of set. And Jim Carrey walks into the restaurant, and there he sees Tommy Lee Jones. So he goes up to shake his hand, tell him, hello, Tommy Lee Jones. This is, again, according to Jim Carrey, stands up, shakes Jim Carrey's hand, pulls him in. And so he's just talking to Jim Carrey and says, I cannot sanction your (laughs) buffoonery. And that's the best thing. (laughs) I cannot sanction your buffoonery.
1: I got to use that on my kids' I gotta get, that's a good oh, line. I do all the time. I yeah. use it through the dog. Yeah.
0: When they won't get in the house? Get in the house. I cannot sanction <laughs> your buffoonery. I love it. So good. Is this movie anti war? Okay. Just right out of the gate. Gosh,
1: I love that you're bringing this up because this is exactly the type of stuff that sticks in my head. And I, I'm, I gotta go kind of like, I know you're kind of walking through the film, but I kind of have to step back yeah. a little bit oh, here. Oh, yeah, and, perfect. And, and look at the film as a whole. Yeah. At this point, I would tell you this is an anti-war film leading up to this point. I would tell yes. you that. By the end of this film, I'm like, what were they doing? Because this is totally mixed <laughs> messaging by the end of this film. And the reason why, and I kind of have to go back in time a little bit, right? When we were, when we were young children and saw this movie, yeah. there were two things that I remembered about this film. The first thing that I remembered is, and it stuck out to me when I watched this. I, when I watched this movie, I remember when I was leaving the theater Looking up at a at a telephone pole and noticing mm-hmm. the, the box <laughs> the of the Transformers. What's weird is I for years could not I could not remember why that memory stuck with me until I watched this again, uh-huh. and I was like, oh, that's why I recognized <laughs> that when I walked out of the theater. Yeah. Uh, two, I remembered as a child that the Gorgonites were a much bigger part of this film. Mm. Man, they are tossed to the side. In this Ooh, movie. yeah. Clearly, the good guys. You are literally more. in the dumpster. You are almost. An hour into the film before you are fully introduced yeah, to the just good got guys. The one. To the Gorgonites. Yep. And then, even then, <laughs> you barely deal with them. There is the first, you could tell when they were making this movie, because it's all about the, the villains. It's all about war. It's all mm-hmm. about the killing. And then they realized, I think the director was like, wait, are we making an anti war film, guys? And they were like, yeah, I, we are. And he's like, all right, we might have gone a little overboard here. Here's what we'll have we'll have a tender moment. With the with the the young child and the head Gorgonite talking about wind, and that was like the best they could do with like the human Gorgonite connection was like, yeah, yeah. wind is a thing you feel. You, you really can't describe it's it. And the scene, let's get back to killing, let's get back to murdering Barbies. Let's. So yeah. by the end of it, I was like, no, they glorified war that entire movie, but <laughs> tried to like, I don't know, kind of make it about anti-war. It's it was
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's crazy, but yes, at this point in the movie. I would say so this is far. an anti-war film, but they really messed that up.
0: Uh, all right. So Delivery Man Joe leaves an entire set of these new toys with Alan to sell. Very confusing to me. I don't understand. He said, if if you don't sell these toys. So it's for another store yeah. that he's supposed to be delivering. So he says, I'll lose the paperwork. Yeah. You're also losing all of the standee cutouts because he gives those to him. You're losing all of the, You're. I guess it's what, 12? Because it's six yeah. and six. He said 12, yeah. Yeah, so you're losing twelve units. I mean, that's a hard thing to lie about. But also, what is happening? Are you going? Is he selling them for a markup, and you're paying Joe under the table I, for? I don't understand this setup.
1: No, because at the well, end he I, says,
0: "I owe you one." Johnny says, "You owe me 12. Yeah. So, but also the whole time he's like, "Who is Joe?" He, <laughs> he says, "Where are when when they get sentient and they run off or whatever?" Which we'll get to. He keeps going back to, Joe's going to break my legs. He says, Joe's going to break my legs four yeah. times in this movie. Very violent. Why man. is that? It's it's not one-off, oh, Joe's going to break my legs. And the next time, oh, Joe's going to beat the crap out of me. And the next time, oh, Joe's going to kill me. He's very specific about the breaking of legs. Yeah. What has Joe done in his past? That's Who is this Joe fellow? Great question. Because Joe does not
1: <laughs> tell him he's going to break his legs. No, uh, he just knows it. Yeah, he knows that Joe will break his legs. <laughs> Like, that is a given. Like, that's going to happen. Joe will break your legs. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Joe Joe might be part of the mob, for all we know. We are not told that's that true. in this movie, but it's we true.
0: are left to assume. It's an easy assumption to make. Um, The toys are left alone, so Archer and Chip, the two leaders of the toys, are left alone. And Chip immediately pulls a gun on the other toy. Yeah. <laughs> which, foreshadow. Uh, uh, Yeah, this
1: also kind of gives us our first initial look at the toys. Now, Hmm. Uh, I mean, we've we've had some look at them, but it, it, it moving. I would say yes. I remembered these toys looking pretty darn good, and yes. they do. Like this
0: still. I mean, that CGI holds up, right?
1: It still holds up. There, as the movie goes on, it gets a little bit more heavy on the CGI, and it looks
0: yeah a, a little less. There are good. moments.
1: I'm gonna guess there's two versions of these toys. I'm gonna guess there's a fully CGI version of these toys, mm-hmm. and then there's one that's a little bit more like a puppet.
0: There's a puppet, for sure. yeah. And you can puppet, tell with the eyes. Yeah, yeah. The way the and eyes And the puppet
1: means. versions look pretty darn good. I like those. And even the CGI doesn't look awful. Again, there's some later parts where it looks a little rough. But
0: all in all, this still kind of holds up. I am trying to think of another movie from 1998 that I can even compare this to. Um, you don't have... I mean, it's either all animation or kind of like no animation. You don't really have anything. But yeah... The I think it falls apart when he asks Archer to walk, and it's it's very clearly CGI, and he's almost kind of floaty. Um, but yeah, all all in all, beginning to end, I would say this this CGI holds up even to this. Yeah, day. it's really really not bad, and
1: you just kind of have to think why was it in the '90s our best CGI was of toys? Because right. Toy Story was the same thing. Toy Story's animations don't look that bad even by today's
0: standards. Yeah, what, what was the deal with true. that? toys just easy to animate I guess so in live action or not when did uh, Roger Rabbit come as that's, that's early late 80s early. that's late 80s early 90s it would have been right in the range sweet um, so yeah that's some beginning work of CGI there that's just phenomenal
1: yeah
0: Um. where are we at with <laughs> with love as a battlefield playing in the background we are introduced to the smallest teeth in Hollywood Aaron Kirsten Dunst Kirsten
1: Dunst yeah this must have been at least for me this must have been an early introduction to her um yeah because obviously she ends up taking off just a few years later in Spider-Man
0: um she she had a heck of a career even to this point yes um they they were forking out some money for some dunst yeah and like I said this was probably
1: my early introduction to her but I know that she had been around at least uh in some films up to that point but um yeah, kind of an early childhood actor. Uh-huh. Um, and mind you, I, I do want to point this out. I don't think the acting in this movie is bad. And kid right. actors were a little bit of a wild card. And yeah. I, in my mind, I am just comparing this, though, to what we've already reviewed here, where we've, we've talked mm-hmm. Warriors of Virtue and <laughs> Surf Ninjas. In comparison, yeah. these actors, and especially these kids' actors, are not that bad.
0: They're not bad at all. No. Um, she's coming off of Interview with a Vampire, Little Women, Jumanji.
1: Oh, Jumanji ER. was probably my first introduction yeah. to it, yeah.
0: Anastasia. So yeah, she's got some credits behind her before she ends up in this movie. Yeah, um, yeah, kid acting. Even the little kid was pretty good in it. I yeah. mean, it never took me out of it Not how bad they were. Um, Chip says he will destroy all the other toys because they're ugly. And I think that might be... One of the best reasons to go to war. Yeah. <laughs> you're ugly. I'll kill you. <laughs> I will kill all the Gorgonites because you're ugly. Oh, Tommy Lee Jones. Um, we'll talk about the impact at the end. Just keep, tuck that in the back of your mind. He said he would kill all the other toys because they're ugly. Because we'll talk about what impact that had on me. And maybe I'm taking it way too far. We'll talk about that on the end. A guy pulls up on a motorcycle to talk to Dunst. I, to this point in the movie, I, get, I understand it later on, but I don't remember her name yet. So I'm still calling her Dunst. Uh, a guy pulls up on a motorcycle because this is just Spider-Man and this guy is Flash Thompson. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The the original, this was almost a shot for shot remake. Maybe uh, Spider-Man was inspired by small soldiers as well because literally this is the scene in Spider-Man when he's standing in the backyard and Kirsten Dunst yeah. is talking to Flash in the front yard with his new car. Yeah. It's exactly the same. Same setup. Um, it's, yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, dad left his ticket, so now we must meet quirky 90s parents. But also Kirsten Dunst, wealthy, disconnected, preoccupied 90s parents.
1: Just all the stereotypes wrapped up in these two parents. Yes. Yeah.
0: Those are the only two types of parents you could have the alcoholic, look how big my TV yep. is, parents, and the quirky, I do woodworking and I'm flying to this place, but only for like a day because I'm instantly back in just a minute. Yeah. I don't. Also strange.
1: <laughs> strange how flying works <laughs> in this movie, but whatever.
0: Yeah. It's literally the next day. Uh, Alan, Alan says it is possible to go an entire day without screwing up when his mom questions him about turning off the lights, locking the door. Yeah, all of I, I love – she asks a very simple,
1: like, an innocuous yeah. question. Just like, hey, <laughs> did you do these things? Yeah, mom. I know how to do things. Like, just the uh, overreaction yeah. to it, too. Is, Teenagers, is pretty... man. Meanwhile, Teenagers. he's burned down, like, multiple schools and stuff like that, and yet she's – Bomb threats. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, he says, I can manage to go an entire day without one screw-up. Fun fact, you just made the biggest screw-up of your life because you left a homicidal maniac alone in this store. You actually stole him, let's yeah, be real. Yeah, also good and, point. Left, <laughs> and left him alone in this store. So, no, you didn't go one day without a screw-up. <laughs> um, oh, in my notes, I call him uh, so Chip. I've decided to not call him Chip anymore. From now on, I will be referring to him as Tiny Lee Jones. Perfect. Love it. <laughs> So, Tiny Lee Jones is just alone in the store. Um, we meet Archer, who is Frank Langella. This cast is freaking... Even the voice cast is so it's very good. Uh, I remember Frank Langella from The Box, and that's probably not the movie he would like to be remembered for. Do yeah. you remember that? Yeah, well, that With was... Cameron Diaz, yeah. I think.
1: Was that Cameron Diaz? I think so.
0: Like, hey, here's oh, a yeah, box. If you press this button, somebody dies, but you get a million dollars, and SNL did a spoof. And it was like, if you press this button, somebody dies. And they just hit it without yeah. knowing what's in it. <laughs>
1: I I love um, that movie. I, I have a whole other. I loved that movie, except it's awful. Um, yeah, it's, it's horrible. There's horrible. core concepts of that movie that I absolutely adore and love. And everything abouts, else about it is just utter trash. Yeah. But that's a whole nother. This
0: is early on one of those movies that I went to the theater to see and left yeah. the theater thinking, that sucked. Yeah, <laughs> I spent money on that and that sucked um james marsden james marsden that director is the director of donnie darko and yep.
1: um richard kelly you know J- donnie darko had this weird special place in my heart also is probably a complete junk film it's true um yep. and, and in retrospect it probably is it's probably just utter utter trash um but yeah whole other story whole other story
0: oh man frank langella um hey uh so archer is his character's name he has stowed away in alan's backpack and he learns Alan's name, showing he is capable of basic comprehension, learning, and quite possibly, love. Wow. Beautiful. But he's plastic, so he can't feel wind. <laughs> Meanwhile, super troopers break free from their containers uh, with the sole mission to destroy all the ugly toys. Archer learns all American history by, get this, Aaron, right-clicking a mouse with his foot on Wikipedia. Uh, no, it's Encyclopedia Britannica.
1: This well, is 1998. I do not believe Wikipedia, Wikipedia he exists exist. at this point. Um, but yes, uh, I was also trying to figure out, As like, can he read or comprehend read? at rapid pace? <laughs> the English language. Because he's just kind of like just click, 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 click. And it's just going to different things. He learns by picture. <laughs> and I'm like, is he just is that, is that what they're trying to say? Like he's learning these things at, at rapid pace? Um
0: yeah also missile chip technology
1: also utterly pointless and this was my kind of great point with this movie if you're trying to do an anti-war message right and he specifically clicks through like nuclear bombs and nazis (laughs) and lincoln so you're like oh he'll he'll impart this great wisdom and understand that is totally just washed over
0: yeah like, there He's was no point like like no, in him learning I'm, that. No, Because he doesn't have a I'm, conversation. I'm programmed to hide. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Crazy. He's not anti war at all. No. He's just programmed to hide. Yeah, That's literally.
1: <laughs> they forgot the message of the movie by yeah. this point. At so this fast. Point, they realized it was way cooler to just have soldiers shoot things. Like, that was way more oh, fun man. for them. That's oh, so it's funny. Fantastic.
0: Oh, man. He also makes friends with a cat to remind the viewers that this is a work of fiction because you cannot make friends with a cat. Impossible. It's impossible. Uh, Commando Cranky Pants, aka Tiny Lee Jones, takes time to build an entire American flag puzzle to address his people before they kidnap the Gorgonites, or supposedly kidnap the Gorgonites. Spoiler alert! Mm-hmm. Um, just taking some time to <laughs> build this. I can just see him in the corner, yeah. oh, this is trying to build that puzzle. Alan and Christy, ha- oh, that's Kirsten Dunst's name, by the way. Alan and Christy have a moment of chemistry and clean up the commando's mess. Christy likes Led Zeppelin, so that makes her not like other girls. Yeah. She's one of her own.
1: I, I, um. Also, weird choice. Like, I, I think yeah. the
0: whole thing was like,
1: we'll make her kind of edgy and too cool. Yeah. And it was. Still she also weird. has a million
0: Barbie dolls. Yeah, very strange. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, Alan has a checkered... Okay, so we've made it to the past. Alan has a checkered past and a dad that doesn't trust him. And a bazooka, a little guy named Bazooka, who tries to kill him on a bicycle... But Bazooka gets utterly mutilated by the chain of this bicycle. Yeah, he does. Absolutely, just just ripped to shreds. Ripped to shreds and then immediately put back together. So you think it's fine, but other toys don't meet the same it's okay fate. Uh, In a press room, the evil money hungry company talks about the launch of their new toy figure. And we figure out the chips are a big problem. The commandos capture Archer and try to kill a human child. Fun fact. Children have been destroying toys since the dawn of time, so they're not going to win this war, and a toy, another toy, gets mutilated in a garbage disposal.
1: Yeah, the garbage disposal kill was pretty
0: great. Yeah, I don't understand the logic of, so the one dude gets ripped up in a bike chain, and they just give him new legs. Yeah. The other dude gets his exact same part of his body, his legs, ripped up in a garbage disposal, and his battery died is what we're told but also at the very beginning dennis leary said we will give them uh the eternal batteries that we have because we're military and we have batteries that last forever
1: yeah i i, I think the implications <laughs> when they say his battery died is like his yeah, flame his, went life out. Is his over. heart went yeah. out kind of kind of kind of thing but uh yes but you you know they they needed to somehow get these barbies involved like that was their end game they're like how do we do it and this was you got to kill one to make it happen
0: but also it doesn't the logic does not work at all but we'll get there none whatsoever Um, i didn't realize how into this we are so we gotta rush um into this episode the in a serious moment of emotion where alan tries to reach his parents and let them know what's happening and get their help um just emotion and dialogue and everything the mom says alan are you on crank or crystal meth? Yeah. And that's the funniest part of this whole movie, I think. That, that, that would give you a good chuckle. <laughs> oh yeah, just uh, are you on crank and sh- dead serious? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Are you on crystal meth? and I'm not not on drugs, Mom. Uh, I'll, burn on the- I'll burn your house down. I'll burn your house down. If you say I'm on crystal meth, I will call it a bomb threat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like someone on crystal meth would do. Yep. uh The scientists find out that the chips. Um, that are in the toys make them learn because that's just something you program missiles with however an EMP will destroy them all tuck that nugget in the back of your brain the commandos build weapons to kill children and decide to kidnap Christy and use her use her as a pawn uh yeah yeah they uh this (laughs) what were you saying this is where things just go. Oh, yes. Insane. No. This
1: is this is exactly the turning point, and this is where I say no. This is a faux war movie. Like they love war. They want more of it because yes. you can tell the guys that were making this were having way too much fun designing <laughs> items that will toys can use to kill humans. Like that was fun yes. for them. Absolutely. And no gorgonites. Oh. Like very. No gorgonites. They're made to the, hide.
0: The peaceful people are over here just watching Frankenstein. make are stupid door.
1: wimps. We go hide them away and let the cool toys go kill some people. It's crazy. Oh, they're pl-
0: yeah, they're trying to feel wind. Meanwhile, yeah. this guy's got a chainsaw. <laughs> uh, they drug Christy's parents with way too many sleeping pills. Yeah, they're they put dead. Like five, yeah, they're dead. I mean, <laughs> they show up later on in the movie, but honestly, if they this is real dead. life, those are two dead people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then they physically attack, gag, and bound a small child. Yeah. Uh, and they tell him, hey, listen, as a true kidnapper would in a messed up psychopathic world, listen, this is better than us just murdering you. Yeah, you got two <laughs> <is> options. You... <what, laughs> Get captured or we kill you. It's up to you. That's what Tiny Lee Jones just straight up tells him. Uh, there's some stuff I'd rather not have to explain to a child about when the, the commandos first see the girl dolls and ask for some paid time off. Yeah. <laughs> it's awkward there. Um, but somehow, these commandos become mad scientists. They use the chip that was running one single toy to create an army of mutilated, melted, half-melted Barbies voiced by... Uh, what's her name? Christina Ritchie? Is yep. that her name? Yep. Wednesday Adams And Sarah Michelle Gellar for yeah. some reason.
1: Uh, again, voice it's cast. Like,
0: totally nice. It's 90s. like they were, yeah, somebody knew both of them and they were working on this movie and they were like, hey, do you have like two hours? Just come in and record a couple lines and we'll just play them over and over and over again every time a Barbie is on set. Yeah. It's mind numbing.
1: And you don't even see um, the soldiers look at Encyclopedia Britannica to learn how to become mad no.
0: scientists. You don't even see Yeah, them. if... If anybody could do this, it's the Gorgonites because they right clicked Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Flash Thompson brings Christy home and they realize that her parents are asleep and he gets sleazy so fast. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's another 90s but, trope, though. <laughs> yes. boy, Sleazy boyfriend on a yeah. motorcycle. Uh, this is the first time we've ever seen his face, and we're, what, an hour and 20 minutes into this yeah. movie? Um, we get a scene straight out of Nightmare. Where Christy gets attacked by her own monster dolls, and they set old Flash Thompson, who I don't even know if he has a real name. I'm just calling him that because it's Spider Man. They set him on fire yes, and they, they throw do. him down the stairs. It's a beautiful. And he's out. Because, you know, tough boyfriends with motorcycles aren't that tough when they're met with a million sentient Barbie dolls. I that love the try idea. Like, he doesn't the call throat. the police or anything. He's literally is just like, <laughs> no. those dolls are crazy. I'm, I'm out of the- here. <laughs> That's it. The police in this town. I have a note in here somewhere. They don't exist. It's just. It's, it must be the same town as Surf Ninjas because the police yeah. are nowhere to be found. Um, the commandos make a kidnap tape very much in the style of the Joker in The Dark Knight. Yeah. It looks almost identical to that. Yeah, it does. Uh, Archer is launched with a rocket into Christie's house. I mean, that's straight up Toy Story, right? Them on a rocket. Yes, yes. And he sneaks Alan in. The rest of the organi- Gorgonites are supposedly in a box, but they're not. The box exploded to reveal that it's just um, like I a tape. pre-recorded tape Yeah, tape playing And Alan is almost murdered by a Barbie doll Who's going to stab him in the throat with a colored pencil Yeah Before he's saved, he's saved by Christy And they just go ham on some Barbies um, And then there's some teenage kissing That was not in the rating As it was for Surf Ninjas Surf Ninjas got PG-13 for the teenage kissing The fact that you remember this
1: The fact <laughs> you remember that that was in there And that it wasn't in this is, is very funny to me <laughs>
0: I'm just saying, if you gotta be consistent, yeah, come the on, board, NPA.
1: Consistency
0: oh here. <laughs> there is so much attempted murder that happens in this house. It is not murder that leads to death, as no, far no. as I know. Oh. They they sustain some injuries. They later on could die. Yeah. But it is attempted murder happening all over the place and the kids try to escape. The little jarhead homicidal socio or psychopaths are just all in. They're like, We're gonna kill you no yeah. matter what. So we get the best, maybe best low speed chase scene committed to film on a scooter and some little tiny murder machines
1: <laughs> uh my favorite moment in that yeah so they're
0: all on i
1: guess rc cars i guess i don't know <laughs> yeah and they're souped up with chainsaws and, and again this is where you could tell the movie was like we are gonna have fun with this uh <laughs> the one scene that i love there because i is when he shoots a fireball yeah and again very small rc car and the little fireball hits a tree yep. and explodes the tree yes like the tree immediately falls over yes. in front of them. huge tree and i'm like i don't know in what world if i shot a little tennis ball right flaming fireball at a tree that it would explode and fall over immediately um but yeah pretty pretty great scene right there
0: also now that you mention that i didn't think about this at the time maybe i'll double back maybe i won't but after they shoot the tree don't they shoot a power pole and the transformers explode
1: yep. it shouldn't that have doesn't. killed them right yes, then and there that is kind of the point of the movie and yes <laughs>
0: All right, so we'll get back to that. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure that happens right then and there, and that should have been the end of it. Uh, the amount of damage that is done at the end of this movie should have the police coming. There's a first note about the police here. And the commandos have a setback by being exploded and set on fire, but survive, survive, and they go straight Terminator. The side of his face is nothing but a Terminator look. 100%. Um, the commandos take over old Mr. Kneecaps, Joe his delivery truck and haul off more commando toys and the scientists show up at the exact wrong like if there was ever a time to not show up at this kid's house it's right now
1: which is also like i'm gonna just guess i'm gonna guess it's like 10 o'clock at night i'm gonna guess it's relatively late but they were like how do we get the nerds to give them (laughs) the news that they needed emp we'll just have them show up Which is just, it makes no sense at all, but fine. Middle of the night.
0: The only reasonable explanation is they were there to kill that little boy. Because he knew too much. He knew too much. And then they 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 just realized, they realized, oh, we can't kill him. (laughs) Uh, The commandos fight to the smooth stylings of the Spice Girls, just in case you were wondering. Which is also great. (laughs) Crank up some Spice Girls. And the onslaught continues, or as the onslaught continues, the nerds remember everything about the EMPs. So Alan must climb a power... this is one of my favorite. Like, everything's riding on this. Dad doesn't want him to. Dang it, Dad. I gotta climb that power pole. <laughs> it's not, I gotta sacrifice myself. I gotta go to space. I gotta run out here and fight no. these little Nazis myself. It is, Dad, I know. I haven't been the most reliable. And you can't trust me. But I'm gonna climb that power pole. <laughs> Truly oh, it's low, stuff. Truly. Yeah, such low stakes. Uh, the nerds make their way over to uh, the neighbor's house to overload the power I don't know if the this sci- works no the science here
1: gets very
0: loose <laughs> we just got to turn on all the lights and then maybe flip some breakers yeah. and it will do what we need it to do i don't know uh anyways the gorgonites decide this is their moment we haven't had enough screen time in this movie so we're going to fight back um they are if you look at them if you look at the soldiers and you look at the gorgonites and you say Which of these are designed to be warriors? It's Gorgonites. One of them has stones for hands. Yeah. One of them is a rhinoceros the size of three of the other toys. Yeah. Why? Why have they just been chilling watching Frankenstein? Because they're
1: designed to hide. (laughs) Uh, The whole idea of this film is just—it doesn't make sense. You're—you're
0: 100% right. Archer has a stinking crossbow for an arm. Like, what are you doing? His name is Archer. (laughs) They're designed to hide. Oh man. Uh, Everyone fights, and Alan has to face. Oh, I missed. I must have missed a part in my notes where um, Tiny Lee Jones gets in the house with a tiny little helicopter Love that's that. just strapped with rockets.
1: <laughs> no one knows how or why or how, the, how physics work here, no. but that's fine.
0: So good. He's just in the house with a little tiny one-toy helicopter who, that works perfectly. Oh, beautiful. It's like so well manufactured as a toy, but who, who cares? Uh, Alan has to face off one knife-wielding Tiny Lee Jones, or does he? Archer comes to the rescue shoots his little crossbow that's got a rope tied to it and hits who I haven't even mentioned yet, but he's like my least favorite character, the little tornado guy who talks way too much. Oh yeah, he's sucks. Um yeah. <laughs> and it shoots Archer up onto the power pole and this is his big moment. He kills Tiny Lee Just. Just kidding. He gets stabbed in the leg and then falls off <laughs> the power pole immediately. <laughs> so what was the point? Uh, But Alan grabs Tiny Lee Jones, shoves his head into the Transformer and electrocutes him. Uh, Christy comes out of nowhere with a lawnmower and just brutalizes these toys. You can even see chunks of them flying out of the lawnmower. And the EMP goes off, exploding the commandos. So we've made it to the end. The police finally show up. Eventually. Thank goodness. Yeah, where have they been? Along with Dennis Leary, who just comes in and writes a bunch of checks and everything's just fine all of a sudden. That's it. Yeah, that's that's how life goes. Um, the Gorgonites who were missing—what? I missed my notes here. Hold on. Uh, the Gorgonites are missing, and everyone goes their own way. However, more teenage kissing. Aaron. Yes, there, there is. There is the rating. This should be rated R it at is this point. It's getting pretty close, teaming.
1: in my opinion. I don't, I don't care. Very I don't
0: close. care how small her teeth is or her <laughs> teeth are. This is teenage kissing, and it needs to be rated R accordingly. Um, Turns out the Gorgonites were saved by hiding under a satellite dish. They're programmed to hide, right? Um, Again, logic. I've learned two things from movies in my life that I will survive any type of apocalypse we have to encounter. Because if there's a nuke, get in the fridge. Fridge. If there's an EMP, rip the Dish Network satellite off your neighbor's house and just put all your tech under that. And it'll be be good. You're saved. That is science right there. That is science. Science at its best. Uh, The Gorgonites set sail down the river on a toy ship. To find a new homeland and legend has it they're still in the national parks to this very day
1: uh and clearly leading to the eventual s- small soldiers sequel uh mm-hmm. that we, we unfortunately never
0: got never got it. we really need it we do the at this point of, yes the return of tiny lee jones come on how great is that
1: i do love the tiny lee jones name that is <laughs>
0: so perfect oh uh, man um so, I said to tuck that little nugget in your head. This may sound ridiculous, but just remember, I was a little white kid growing up in West Virginia at the time. This is the closest thing my brain could probably comprehend without like seeing horrific news to like race riots and race wars. So this I think yeah. has a special place in my heart of understanding. He like I remember as a child thinking he just wants to kill them because they're different and they look weird. And that's not okay. So thank you, small soldiers, for teaching me that life lesson. But then also teaching me how to make flaming tennis ball throwers.
1: Yeah. I mean, kind of. I mean, they kind of also play this up like, well, it's just the way they're programmed. It's like
0: they're just, just, yeah. They're just
1: programmed to do that thing because that's, that's what they do. So, so also, are you just programmed to be a racist? <laughs> no matter what. It almost seems kind yeah. of dismissive of it. Like, uh, yeah. well, you know, they don't know any better.
0: Uh, you just got to explode their heads. That's the, the moral of the story.
1: The moral of the story is it's very loose. Very, very <laughs> loose as to what it... And like I said, I, I, I would have told you very early on that this was this was an anti-war film and that's what it was trying to lead yeah. to. But man, you cannot tell me what the amount of screen time and awesome things those those soldiers are doing. And mm-hmm. very little you get of the Gorgonites and the wimps the Gorgonites are. And then the one yeah. fight the Gorgonites get into, he gets stabbed with Archer falling off and he immediately loses that I don't know I still think the messaging of this movie is very muddied
0: yeah that's very true Um, I would like to talk to the director maybe some writers get a little more insight on this so if you're listening and you directed or wrote Small Soldiers please have a conversation with us I mean we made fun of a couple things but honestly is oh man out of the four we've done so far what is the best?
1: Oh, 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 hold on. Define best. If we're talking about movies that we've looked at, best so quality. Today, best. Oh, this best is easily quality. the best quality. Yes. And in fact, so, it's, it's a little disappointing, Chaz, that this is your childhood and it wasn't Warriors of Virtue. <laughs> like you needed, you need something that is utter trash uh, as something. Go it. I would say that I would feel comfortable with my kids watching this movie, and I think they would actually enjoy it. Yeah. Like, like around the age that I saw it, ten to twelve, somewhere around yeah. the age. I could see my kids watching this and enjoying this. I do not think I could put on Surf Ninjas or Warriors yeah. of Virtue and them go, Fair. Wow, this is great. I could really watch this. <laughs> Good job, Dad. Yeah. Good job, Dad. Oh,
0: man. <laughs> I, honestly, thinking back to so ni- 98, I would have been seven. My daughter's six. I would not let her watch this right now. Oh, man, I, the 90s were such a better time I to be they, a kid.
1: I, but this, this is what I... This is, this is my conundrum as, as a parent. This is my conundrum, yeah. right? At... My daughter's age; she's now nine. She'll almost be right. ten here. Yeah. The movies that I was watching at that time, like you know, Jurassic Park. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, we always go back to that as having such an impact on us, our lives. Yeah. By watching that movie, did it do anything bad to me? It's Who's like, to say? No, do I didn't go I to mean, counseling. Do I mean, you go to your I, shrink? I, so uh, no, and I, you know, I'm <laughs> as far as I'm aware, in yeah. mostly a stable human being here. It's true. And I watched Small Soldiers, and, and so did you. Yeah. And. Yep. I don't remember, like, I, there was a lot of the movie I don't even remember, but um, I, I, it's weird, because, right, I want to protect my kids, but my right. parents apparently didn't care to protect me a whole lot, and yeah. I was watching these types of movies, and I, I did all right, so I don't
0: know. It's just, yeah, it's just what the world is now. I mean, it's hard to go from super kitties to small soldiers. That's just a big change-up. Like, before I was 10, so probably around your daughter's age, I had seen Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, I would not let my kid watch here on Elm Street I, before they're ten.
1: I do think, though, as a child, you almost have a hard time processing a lot of the stuff that mm. you're even seeing. Like, like it's not fair. registering to you these things. I think as an adult, you look at them and you're like, "My gosh, there's a lot of attempted murder happening here." As a kid, yeah. you're like, "Oh, check out these cool toys. How awesome is that?" And and you don't really, you're not really putting some of these things together. That that's yeah. probably what happens.
0: Mm, that's fair. Well, to end. I'm going to pose a question and I don't want you to answer it because I think I want this to be our next episode. This was um, this movie was done by Universal and it was done by DreamWorks. So Universal is the one that I jokingly said made Cocaine Bear, Fate of the Furious, and Fifty Shades of Grey. However, the other one, DreamWorks, How to Train Your Dragon, Shrek, and B-Movie. I looked through their filmography. This was not listed, funny enough. It was all, they only list their animated stuff now. I'm going to pose this question, and I think I want this to be our next episode. Okay. If it's not, just know that Aaron vetoed it in our off time. Week <laughs> week. Is DreamWorks a better movie-making company than Disney? That is a very good question.
1: Mm-hmm. That,
0: so I think I, I think we should do a deep dive into DreamWorks next week.
1: I, I would love a DreamWorks deep dive because I, I right. do think they get ignored. And I think it'd be I good to look do. at their, their, uh, their list of movies.
0: All right. Well, that's what we're hitting you with next week. But for this week, that's all I got. See ya.